With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. At Bed365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSIN, the sports betting network. Rolling along here, this is the Lombardi Line presented by BetMGM alongside Michael Lombardi out on the East Coast. Stormy Bonantoni holding it down at our VSIN studio live from Circa Resort and Casino in Las Vegas. We had a very heavy NBA opening hour. If you missed any of it, make sure you download the Lombardi Line in podcast form. Should be up relatively soon to get the full breakdown on Heat Celtics as well as a great conversation with VEASAN host Jonathan Von Tobel, our senior NBA betting analyst. This hour, lots of NFL talk on the way. Michael, we are going to be joined in mm. just a little bit, about 15 minutes by Bob McManaman, a Arizona Cardinals reporter from the Arizona Republic. We'll also have our guy TG, Thomas Gable, director of the Race and Sportsbook at the Borgata in a half an hour. He'll take us behind the counter on all things betting from the weekend, but of course where the money is going in the NBA and NHL postseasons. But where I want to start here, Michael, is looking at some division losers. We talk about division winners too often, you know? So who of the group of eight that finished in dead last a season ago can turn things around and maybe go from worst to first? The Jacksonville Jaguars were the lone team that was able to do it last season. Doug Peterson in his connection with Trevor Lawrence really seemed to work out. They overtake the Titans and Colts who had down years. The Texans, no surprise. The Texans, one of those teams though, looking to see if they can turn things around with their new head coach, D'Amico Ryans. But if there's one team just right off the top of the dome that stands out to you that you think really could make the turn, who would stand out? You know, it's interesting. When when Elliot put this in the rundown, what shocked me was the Falcons were plus 250 and the Jets were only plus 280. I would have thought the Jets would have been the favorite in the division odds. Now, I understand Buffalo's in the division, and Atlanta's got Carolina, New Orleans, and Tampa. But to me, that it's a little bit – I thought it would be a little bit tighter. Uh, but certainly the Falcons have an opportunity. But Desmond Ritter, you've got to count on that. 
I don't know if I can count on that. They've got a really good offense. They're going to be better defensively just because they were so bad defensively. But if they have any injuries, it can be problematic. I, I like, even though Carolina didn't finish in last, I like Carolina more in the South than I do the, the Falcons, although I could see why people are betting them. Let's let's eliminate a couple. Like, I can't see the Bears winning the North. I just can't. I know there's some people out there that think that Justin Fields is going to be the MVP and all that. I, I'm not buying that. I'm going to have to see it before you get me to be there. I'm not buying the Texans are going to win their South either. So, you know, the one that jumps off to me the most are the Browns. Mm. And, you know, the Browns are 7-10. and 10. You know, they had a chance to win a lot of games. They lost a lot of close games last year. When they put Watson in, Watson wasn't very effective. He was probably the worst he's ever been in his career. Not probably. He was the worst he's ever been in his career. I think they've improved defensively. They've improved the coaching staff defensively. Uh, and I think that that division, everybody has Cincy running away with it. But I see Cincy going through a little bit of changes on defense. No Jesse Bates. You know, they lose some defensive linemen. They've got some issues they've got to work their way through. Where's the offensive line going to be in all this? You know, they signed Orlando Brown. Can Jonah Williams play right tackle? So the Browns are sitting there. And if there's ever going to be a year where if you, sign, if you trade it for Watson and you're not competing for the title, What's that tell you about Kevin Stefanski? What's that tell you about what could happen? You know, Michael, the the AFC North is a really interesting division because you have the Bengals who, as you referenced, are at the top of the mountain right now. And they've been in back-to-back AFC championships games. They went to a Super Bowl two years ago. And they're led by Joe Burrow. They've obviously done a lot of investing in that offensive line. But we haven't seen the dividends from that to this point yet. But every team in the division seems to be working their way up. Like the Ravens finally re-sign Lamar Jackson and are trying to build around him and give him weapons and make things positive for him. The Steelers year two in Kenny Pickett, the additions they made, TJ Watt now healthy on the back end, leading that defense. And then of course, as you just referenced, the wild card with Deshaun Watson. And if he plays at the caliber we all have seen in the past, and we know that he's capable of, what could that really mean for this Cleveland Browns team in a defense that we do expect to be good once again? Well, they can look. Here's Cleveland. They got a really good running game in Nick Chubb. Now, I think they're going to miss Kareem Hunt, and I'm sure who's still a free agent, believe it or not. You know, that's kind of surprising to me that he's still mm-hmm. out there. But, you know, Chubb's so good, right? They've got a good offensive line, and they've got weapons offensively with Elijah Moore coming in to go along with Amari Cooper and Donovan Peoples Jones makes plays, and Njoku's a really good tight end. So they've got enough skill there, right? And then defensively, they can rush the passer. They got two guys who play the best two defensive players from Minnesota last year were Tomlinson and Zadarius Smith, and they got both those guys in the front to go along with the great Miles Garrett. So there's some things you got to like about this team that, you know, they got to find a way to win these close games. He's got to make key being Kevin Stefanski. He's got to make better game decisions. You know, why risk it on fourth and inches at your own 25 to gain three more downs? That makes no sense at all. So, you know, I think to me, that's got to be the key. That's got to be the key. And if you're looking for someone to play, to me, this is a team that I would. Do I think it's going to happen? Probably not, because I I get the sense that Cleveland is a little bit at times just close enough Mm -hmm where they just don't have that killer instinct to finish it off. They're too analytical for me. Mm-hmm. Seven and 10 
last year season win total going into 2023 sitting at nine to go back to what you said about the NFC South. I feel like that division is super up in the air. I know we both like the Carolina Panthers, but the Falcons, there's opportunity there. The Saints with Derek Carr, it seems like there's opportunity there. You look at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers who won the division last year as a sub 500 team at eight and nine, the Falcons, Saints and Carolina were all seven and 10. Um, And so that's a division that, while I feel like I have a lean and I like a lot of the things that Carolina is doing, I love their coaching staff. I love what they're going to build around Bryce Young. And we all know how smart that he is at quarterback, even if he has to ease his way in as a rookie a little bit here. But that division in general, like I just, I sit back and think that could go any which way. It could go any direction yeah. with who they have. And a lot of it's going to come down to injuries, right? And the one thing we're, you know, if you're betting Atlanta, you're counting on Ritter being good. Now we're, we know that last year when Mariota was running around and, you know, they were making plays with more of a six-back offense, you know, that they were good. But once again, you got B. John Robinson, you got Drake, you got all the pits, you got these guys that can they get the ball to them? Are they going to be able to function effectively within the offense? I, and I'm not, I'm not sold on that with Atlanta. And then you add in the defense. You got three defensive linemen over 30 years old, which is never good. I mean, Calais Campbell will be the starter, you know, I mean – you know, I know they signed David Amate from the Saints, and he's a really good three-technique player, but they're going to need more than that. Grady Jarrett, you know, he's over. Bud Dupree, does he have any gas left in the tank mm-hmm. off the injury? And he's over 30 years old. Obviously, Tennessee didn't think that. Look, I, I think Terrell's a really good corner for Atlanta. Uh, Akuda, I'm not sure he can be a cover man, three-man. They'll change what they do, but I'm not sold that this defense is going to be good enough. Yeah, and I mean, they have the offensive weapons that maybe if you had a quarterback that was capable of getting the ball downfield, then you could overcome some of the defensive issues. Like, I love Kyle Pitts. I, I love what they did in adding Bijan Robinson, even though that was such a surprise. Um, Drake London as well, coming off of injury. So they have the they have the talent there. We'll see if they can overcome. Because, I mean, even when you look at the Las Vegas Raiders the last handful of years, you think that their offense has been productive, but it was hard to overcome the worst defense in the league over the past handful of years. So yeah. the I New mean- York... Go they got well. They, you know, they signed Jesse Bates too. They give him a safety. Okay, so we get that. But I agree with you. Is to me the one thing I think that that Atlanta can do to offset that is if they control the clock like they did last year with their run game, they'll play less defense. Mm-hmm. And if they play less defense, they might actually look better. How tough will it be for the Jets to ultimately supplant the Buffalo Bills in the division? Well, look, the Jets, I wrote about this. The Jets have won two games in the AFC East under Robert Salah. So, you know, I mean, I don't know where this love, like we're one of the six or eight teams comes from. Like they've got to prove they're a good team first and foremost. And are they good enough in the offensive line? And how good are they on defense? You know, I I, I don't have this issue that they're not going to sign Quentin Williams. I think that's a fait accompli. I think people are making – that's just Mm -hmm. a story that we'll talk about in the offseason because we have nothing else to talk about. But they'll get that signed. I think the question is when is a team that has never really won – they've been in the playoffs since 2010. This is not a championship. I mean, they've had 13 game, 13 playoff appearances since they won the Super Bowl in 68. I mean, mm-hmm. that's a lot of time between. <laughs> you're not a championship organization if you're that. So I think they have a lot of work to do. I think Miami will be better with Vic Fangio on defense. New England's going to be better offensively. New England, you know, had a chance to win. They beat, they've beaten the, 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 beaten the Jets both games last year. Yeah. Ugly, but they won. So... 
I, I think it's a. I think the Jets, if they could get a wild card, it, I don't know if they could beat Buffalo. I don't think they can beat Buffalo. We'll see. We uh, it's it's a team that exceeded expectations a year ago, and they still only had seven wins. So we'll see what they're able to do with this. You know, if you haven't read it yet on vsin.com, the one quarterback away syndrome that. The article that that Michael's talking about right now addresses a lot of those different things and whether or not they're able to actually be one piece away is yet to be determined. A lot of these other teams, though, on the list that I'm looking at, it's like, okay, the commanders at eight and eight, it doesn't feel like they're going to be able to overcome the Eagles, a tough division with the Cowboys and Giants Mm -hmm. who have been improved, the Broncos in the AFC West, the Chiefs are just winning this division every single year, and the Chargers should take a step forward, the Cardinals count them out, the Texans count them out, the Bears count them out. You know, I mean, Washington lures you in because they're good on defense. They played really good third down defense last year. They played really good in the red zone. They didn't turn the ball over, only created 19 turnovers all year. The question mark is Sam Howe and their offense. Are they going to be good enough? Denver is going to be better with Sean Payton. There's no denying Mm -hmm. that. I mean, look, Nathaniel Hackett wasn't a head coach. I mean, that was fairly clear. Sean Payton is a successful head coach. You know, they're going to improve. There's no denying they're going to improve. Could Could they offset Kansas City? I mean, it remains to be seen. You know, everybody thinks the Chargers are improved. I think it remains to be seen. I mean, I think it'll be a more competitive West this year than it was last year, even though we thought the West was the best division mm-hmm. of football. We really did. I was going in there thinking, okay, all four teams going to make the playoffs. What's going to happen yeah. here? Uh, yeah, didn't didn't quite hit that one on the, the head, as they say. But if there were a bet to be made, it sounds like we agree the Cleveland Browns at plus 425 seems like the most attraction, attractive division bet on the board. But still so much before we are able to nail down these divisions. We got to step aside. Bob McManaman going to talk some Arizona Cardinals coming up next. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating Cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. 
So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSEN, the sports betting network. It's time to download Nevada's premier sports betting app, BetMGM Sports. BetMGM has all your favorite wagering options, along with in-game betting, boosted odds specials, and more. Download the BetMGM app today and stop by any MGM casino on the Strip with your state-issued ID. Open up an account and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love BetMGM's state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be 21 or older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700 alongside former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. I'm Stormy Tony. Let's further our NFL talk, breaking down the Arizona Cardinals as we bring in Bob McManaman, senior sports writer, covers the Cardinals for the Arizona Republic at AZ Bobby Mack on Twitter. Welcome in, Bob. How are you today? I'm well. Thanks for having me. Great. Appreciate you stopping by to join us. We uh, we expected DeAndre Hopkins might change teams this offseason, but not quite like this and how it played out this past Friday with the team releasing Hopkins. What did you make of the way that things have played out here with Hopkins? I think everyone, you know, that was involved or following the situation expected to trade. Uh, I say cop expected to trade, but, you know, it was becoming more clear evident at this stage of the game after the draft, you know, way after free agency, if a deal was going to get done, it was going to get done during right around or during the draft. And now teams line rosters are set and the cap space isn't there. And, that doesn't bode well for Hopkins, who wasn't really happy about the contract he has left, mostly because there's no guaranteed money left in the deal. Uh, I don't see anybody giving him $19.4 million, which is what he was going to make here this year, or, or even $14.9 million next year, which is also what he was going to be paid here, free and clear. Uh, I, I think that he's stuck in our, between a rock and a hard place, not having uh, a certified agent, as far as I'm aware of, it doesn't help him either. So I don't expect him to get picked up right away. Somebody might, and you, you can finagle room on the roster by restructuring some other players on, on your team and pushing back some money, but it's not going to be easy. And uh, I think the usual suspects here come into play as to where he might end up. I just don't know how quickly that will happen. Bob, I, I was you know, when I read his comments about a quarterback who loves the game, a quarterback who brings everybody on board with him, not just himself, yeah. but everybody around him. I mean, I know people will dismiss this as not attack on Kyler Murray, but I read it clearly as an attack on Kyler Murray. I read it as, as all the things that I see in Kyler Murray, he spoke up about without saying his name. What were your thoughts? I, I, I've looked at it both ways, Michael. I'm not sure if I really know for sure what he was angling about, because in the same interview, let's not forget that he praised Kyler very much saying how well they got along. And when they disagreed, it was because they were competitive spirits and that he, and that Kyler does love the game and cares about his teammates. And so he was kind of dismissive. Uh, you know, if you take the angle that you're assuming that he was attacking and a lot of people did, I looked at it later and said, you know, you put those two together, it kind of cancels each other out. And 
in some aspects. He made sure he, he said nice things about Connor. So I don't think it was a direct dig. Uh, I just think he knew his time was up in Arizona. Now he wants to go find a quarterback, knowing he probably wasn't going to be around, was going to get dealt or eventually released. Uh, and this is what he's looking for. So I, I, I think you can look at it a couple different ways. So you obviously know DeAndre Hopkins, spoken to him a number of times covering the team. What's yeah. the feel that you get for like what he is looking for next? Because you mentioned he's obviously not going to get the payday that he wants at this point, but if he does want to play with a good quarterback, that means you're going to have to make some concessions. If you want to play for a team that's contending at 31 years old, a couple years removed now from your last All-Pro nod, what is next? Where does he land, do you think? What's a good fit? Uh, well, Kansas City and Buffalo come immediately to mind, I think. That's one of the two places he'll end up. You could look a little closer, and I just don't know if it's going to happen financially for him with a team like Dallas you know, or, or the Ravens. It's not going to happen there now, I don't think. Uh, the Jets are interesting. I don't see that happening. The Giants could be interesting. I know Hop would love to play in New York, but he wants to win a Super Bowl, and he's got a problem, though. He's been allowed to, and this is not a slam because I love the guy, and he He's always been straight up with me, so I'll, I'll try to get, do him good here. But when you don't practice on Wednesday because you know your body better than anybody, but everybody else is out there sweating it out uh, and getting the game plan and the installs going in for that week, and you're not on the field or out there working alongside your guys because you're taking your body easily and you know what's best for you. It's not best for the team. And that hurt him here. It hurt him in Houston. And some, some coaches look the other way. Other coaches may not do that. I, Bill Belichick wouldn't allow him not to practice. Uh, I don't know about other coaches. I don't know about Andy Reid. Um, I, I just don't know how many coaches will allow that to continue. And that's a, it, it's not a slam because Hop is one of the best receivers I've ever seen. He's got incredible hands. He can still do amazing things. But I think he's going to have to kind of check himself, look in the mirror and say, look, I've got to, I've got to practice. I've got to be out there. I've got to be available. The PED thing last year did not help. Uh, and the perception now with this non-certified agent, if he's actually doing business with this guy, the league has sent, the league sent every team memos. Don't work with uncertified agents. Uh, it's, it's all a big mess right now. It shouldn't have ended up this way. But it's where he is, and a lot of it is his own doing. I wish him well, because he was fun to talk to, and he was very insightful. I think he's very misunderstood by those who don't get a chance to talk to him. But he brought a lot of this on himself. Uh, Bob, let's say, let, you know, they take the $21 million cap hit or cap charge this year, which right. tells us that yep. they're, they're rebuilding this program. All right, let's take it forward. I, I mean, the over total for wins is four and a half. Let's say they have the first pick in the draft next year. Yeah. Based on yep. you're talking to Monty, you're talking to the new head coach, Jonathan Gannon, are they as in love with Kyler Murray as Steve Kime and Michael Bidwer were? That's a good question because they've, they've certainly made every effort to make it imply that they are. But it's a business, and you know if 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 they're serious about a rebuild, you have to be seriously considering what you do 
Yeah, number one, and potentially, don't forget, maybe the number two overall pick, too, because they have the Houston-Texas pick as well this year in the first round. They could end up, yes, with Caleb Williams and Marvin Harrison Jr., and I think I would take that if I was the Arizona Cardinals. That's, I, I would be all yeah. over that, Bob. I would take that in a minute. I think you could sign me up. Sign me up for that. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I think mean, you have, have to be – you have to consider it. I agree. And you're going to be bad this year. I mean, they're they're I mean, they left this team in a mess. There's no denying it. You know, and I think it's going to take a lot more than just one year to get them back on track. And I'm not sure if Murray, when he comes back in November, which they talked about, is going to be able to really be the guy to lead them to the promised land. It still made no sense to me with two more years left on his contract. They redid this contract. Kyler Murray, yeah, yeah. You know, they had they had to do it, Mike. I I think there was, you know, when you're when you picked up the fifth year option and and he wasn't going to play for for that money. There's no doubt about it. And it would have been nasty and long and uh, maybe even unprecedented. But he he was gonna, he was firmly not going to play for for that fifth year option. They had to do this now. I. I don't have a problem with it because I think it was the, the only they, – their hands were tied. They had to do it. I mean, otherwise you're moving on, and they weren't ready to do that. Remember, this was a healthy Kyler Murray we were talking about. I think everyone forgets that he, he didn't have a knee injury when he got this big deal, and he was coming off of two consecutive Pro Bowl seasons. So I think he, he deserved it. Uh, whether he earns it is a different matter. Uh, can't do anything when you're when you're coming off an ACL. But I I disagree. I think he'll be back before November. I think he'll surprise a lot of people. Bob, we only have about forty seconds left. But can you give us the latest on Buda Baker and his situation? Yeah, he he uh, was uh, interviewed by a local TV station here in town uh, just a couple days ago, and he told. 12 news here that he will be at mandatory camp, obviously. Otherwise, he risks a lot of money and fines if he doesn't show up. Uh, he, he sounded legitimately honest about it. I take him at his word. I don't expect him to be at any of the next two weeks' worth of voluntary OTAs. But good news is he'll be here, whether he's here long-term. going to be interesting. Keep your eyes open on that situation. That's the next mess in the fire out here. There we go. Thank awesome you, insight. Great job. Appreciate it, Bob. Thank you so much. Yep, thank Great you. Time. That's Bob McManaman. Great stuff over there at the Arizona Republic. Make sure you check it out. We have to take a quick break, but we will go behind the counter with our guy Thomas Gable of the Borgata coming up next. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSIN, the sports betting network. Become a VSIN Pro subscriber today. Get a daily email recapping all the best bets from our show hosts and guests. You'll also get unlimited access to the vsin.com slash picks page where you can sort picks by sport, matchup, event date, and more. Check out the top VSIN experts leaderboard as well, where you can now view betting records, profit, and ROI. See which VSIN expert has the hot hand. For VSIN Pro Picks, betting splits, power ratings, plus 24 7 video access. Become a VSIN Pro subscriber today, just $9.99 when you sign up at vsin.com 
slash subscribe. This is the Lombardi line alongside Michael Lombardi, Stormy Bon and Tony with you as we head out to Atlantic City at the Borgata, Mr. Thomas Gable, TG himself. How, how busy is the book this week in Atlantic City with Memorial Day weekend? Everybody coming down to town? Yeah, I mean, it's a huge uh, weekend for, for the town overall. I mean, it's the you know unofficial start to summer here on the Jersey Shore. And uh, as Michael knows, all the beach towns fill up, Atlantic City included. Uh, so we're all happy that it takes us double the amount of time to get to work uh, <laughs> daily now. But um, it's all good. It's all good. But people, uh, you know, at least we have some decent weather out there uh, this weekend for everybody. But, yeah, I mean, the hotels are at capacity uh the casino had a had a great night last night very very busy on the floor and just it, it's nice when you have everybody in town like this and um you know it should be a good summer you know tt it's it's yeah, the start of summer and people are here so what was the book like last night i mean were you getting most of the action on boston because that that tip in boston won it but they didn't because they didn't cover what were where was your where, what right. did the outcome come for you yeah, we were a small loser on the game yesterday between the, the Celtics money line. We, we were taking some uh, heat money on the spread there. So obviously both, both those cash if you, uh, if you had the Celtics money line or took the, uh, the two and a half there with the heat. So, uh, you know, we, we were a small loser on the game. Um, not too bad. But, I mean, when you looked at that game last night, at, I don't think at any point did I feel that the heat were ever going to really take control of that game or even have a chance to win. It just felt like uh, the Celtics could keep them at arm's length and it just wasn't the heat night. And then all of a sudden, uh, very end of the game there, they get rewarded with uh, three foul shots for, for Jimmy Butler and he makes all three and puts them up. And uh, I thought the heat might steal one, but then Boston steals it right back there with the tip in with no time left. So, uh, I thought really it was um, it, it would have been a stolen victory if the Heat had had taken it there with that with the way that the fouls went. But um, I mean, Celtics got it right back, and, and now we're heading to a Game Seven in Boston. So um, you know, it's it, Celtics are going to be um, decent sized favorites for Game Seven. Yeah, just when you thought that the Celtics went cold at the wrong time in the clutch once again, they end up pulling through, and Derek White secures the the winner at the buzzer when it comes to game seven though coming up are are you like a lot of books that we've seen across the country already taking some money on the miami heat at the plus points just because the number was so big where'd you guys open and, and where are you seeing the money come in early yeah so it's eight and a half to open now down to seven and a half and and that's really what what happened we saw some heat money early uh come in and not only i think people were kind of playing this two ways i think with that early heat money one, uh, they saw the total, the low total correlated to a higher spread. Obviously you want to look towards the dog there. Uh, totals now down to two Oh three and a half, pretty much, uh, everywhere, uh, across the board. And the other thing that, uh, at least here, uh, people and groups that have positions on the Celtics, whether it be in this series or for the conference, They've come in and took that early money there on the on the heat on the spread, um, because just because of their positioning that they have on the Celtics uh, futures, either in the series or on the conference. So uh, obviously, if the uh, Celtics can win this game but not cover, then they can uh, double dip there. But 
uh, that was really just a play off their position that, that I've seen. Yeah, and so uh, what do you think? I mean, the under, Thomas, it, it, what did you close the under in last night? With 209, 209 and a half? Yeah. Yeah, and now we're, where are you yeah. today? Where, where are you today? 203 and a half? Yes, 203 and a half is pretty much painted everywhere. Uh, congratulations to Femi, I know, who, who grabbed the under 210 and a half yesterday on air. Yeah. I love that he was betting on air. Um, yes. But he cashed. And, um, it, you know, it, we knew that the total was going to be lower for Game 7. It's just it's a natural thing. Uh, game 7s are typically paid, played at a slower pace. Uh, teams maybe are a little bit more conservative. Now, the one thing I will say, you have the Celtics team coming in here now at home, coming off of a horrid three-point shooting performance last night. So you figure that they're going to uh, come back more to the to their average uh, three-point shooting percentage, uh, which doesn't bode well for the Heat. I mean, everything kind of was falling into place as needed for the Heat. Celtics could not hit from three last night. The Heat were shooting very well from three overall. Of course, Robinson inexplicably misses two wide open threes there uh, at the towards the end of the game. There didn't expect him to miss uh, either one of those, but um, it just seems like everything right now is pointing towards the Celtics, and uh, you don't expect them to shoot as poorly as they did last night. Uh, you probably don't expect the Heat to shoot as well as they did. Uh, at least maybe Butler's going to have a better shooting game, but. Uh, I thought everything was kind of lining up there for the Heat last night, and now it's it's basically turned and everything is pointing towards the Celtics. Yeah, a heartbreaker for Miami, and it, it feels now like that's going to be looking back at just a massive missed opportunity on their home court to close out the series. Uh, with Boston winning these last three games, how much has that incrementally changed the Nuggets' futures odds to win the NBA title? Because you imagine if they're facing the Heat, that number is going to be a significantly bigger price than playing the Boston mm-hmm. Celtics team, who we know was so good in the Eastern Conference all year. Right. So you you have seen a little bit of fluctuation there on the Nuggets, but you, you're absolutely correct, Stormy. If Miami uh, wins game seven, the Nuggets are whatever price is out there now today on the Nuggets. Uh, it, it's going to be long gone and you're not going to even sniff it uh, if they're facing the heat in the finals. Uh, now, if they Conversely, if they face Boston, uh, you know, right now we have the Nuggets priced at a minus 115 to win the title. Uh, you're probably going to get a better price on them if their opponent is Boston. I, I would make uh, Boston probably a dollar fifteen favorite on the Nuggets uh, in a seven-game series. So uh, the Nuggets, I think, would be a, a very small dog there in that series. So it, it really it's kind of like who do you think is going to win game seven? If you want to take a position now on the Nuggets, uh, that's the way you're going to have to look at it. Does, I know Stormy was in the tank last night, TG, with their uh, Vegas Knights. Uh, How did you make out on that? And what's your what's your thoughts moving forward as we go 3-2 now into the series goes back to Dallas? I'm in emotional distress, TG. Yeah, she can't ask the question, TG. I have to ask them. Yeah. Uh, listen, I, well, we actually made up pretty well last night with the Stars of Victory. Now, obviously, for the series, we, we need the Knights. And the early money uh, last night and this morning has been on the Golden Knights. But what's the what's the mood out there now amongst the Knights fans, Stormy? Because are they getting concerned at this point? I mean, they do have Game Seven if needed in their pocket in, on home ice. 
But is are they starting to get a little worried out there? Absolutely. And because we've seen throughout the course of the NHL postseason that like home ice hasn't been as impactful as we're used to seeing and last change really meaning as much as it does. I think there's right. a very clear concern that is creeping in for Golden Knights fans when you have that three games to none lead and then slowly but surely Jake Ottinger's playing a little bit better. Jason Robertson is waking up a little bit. It's not great, TG. Yeah, I, I know. Now they get it's, Jamie Benn back as well in game six. <laughs> right, right. So, I mean, the Stars are uh, a, a short favorite for, for game six. Uh, again, I the, the early money here has been on the Knights uh, and taking that plus money. So, uh, we'll see We'll see how that price moves uh, till tomorrow night. But uh, it's been an interesting series. I, I still think uh, the Knights should be able to do it. And obviously, they can obviously win in Dallas as well. So I, I wouldn't fret yet. I know the Golden Knights are favored to win it all, but are people betting Florida, giving out those Team of Destiny vibes to win it all? Well, well now, with the way that this series is 3-2, uh, Florida has actually now become the betting favorite uh, just because of the way that um, this series has started to uh, take shape. So uh, Florida is short favorite now to win the cup. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. God, they've been oh, good, boy. though, this postseason. Yeah. Thomas, you, you got to make her feel better. It, it, you just did. Tell her it's all <laughs> going to be okay. They'll win game six in Dallas. It'll be it'll Come be on. an emotional win. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for the time, though, TG. You're the best. Thanks, right, TG. Thanks, Man, a girl can dream. Florida's been yeah. so good, though, and it's just every step of the way, Michael, and now they're going to be so rested, whereas the Golden Knights are playing a tough back-and-forth set. Yeah, Florida. I think you hit hit the nail on the head. You called them the team of destiny. I mean, peaking at the right time is often the case. You know, we see Boston peaks and then doesn't peak, comes back and peaks. and The, the ones that kind of build that crescendo up like the Panthers have is remarkable. Oh been impressive and i hate to see it as a golden knights fan but it is what it is we gotta step aside but we will wrap up the lombardi line next on visa and the sports betting network stay with at bed 365 we don't do ordinary we believe that every sport should be epic every home run every hit every inning every play from the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., 
and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSIN, the sports betting network. BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks, unleashes the spirit of Las Vegas with BetMGM Rewards. Every time you make a wager at BetMGM, you can earn BetMGM Rewards points that you can redeem for online bonus credits like bonus bets and bet insurance tokens. Plus, if you're planning a trip to Vegas, remember, you can convert those BetMGM points into MGM Rewards points that you can use towards dining, shows, and hotel rooms at over 20 MGM Resorts properties located on the Las Vegas Strip or nationwide. Sign up with BetMGM or log on today to get an even bigger piece of the action with BetMGM Rewards. Eligibility restrictions apply. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager new and existing customer offer. All promotions subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as is non-withdrawable bonus bets. Bonus bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gaming problem. Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Michael, I wanted to tell you yeah. a quick story because I don't know how I glossed over this throughout the course of the show. But last night... Um, when we're watching the Golden Knights game and the Miami Heat game kind of side by side. My dad is in town this weekend, and he brought my stepmom and my little sister, and we are a sports family, yet for whatever reason, he was not taking into account game times and all of these things, and he scheduled a dinner reservation for us at 645 at a restaurant that does not have TVs anywhere. And so my brother has his cell phone up with the heat game. I have my cell phone up with the golden Knights game. And we're just like sweating out this entire thing while trying to get hibachi. It is, it was awful. (laughs) And then, and then for the end of the Miami game, Michael, my brother is kind of like, cause his phone was a little farther away. So I couldn't see it. He's giving me like play by play. And then my dad comes over from the bar where he was just for a second, trying to grab a drink and there's TVs at the bar and he goes, Boston won. And we're like, Dad, we haven't even got to see it yet. Oh, that's a killer. Which is, I mean, it's a great. It, it's a great point. I think the concern everybody has with YouTube now having uh, the, the the red zone, are they going to be behind the right. regular broadcast? You know, sometimes when I'm on the phone with my son and, and he's in Vegas and I'm watching the game and we're watching the game together. I might get it before he gets it. Like sometimes this is on just regular television, you know, and sometimes I've gone to the ESPN app on my phone and they have the, they have the outcome before the television does. So, I mean, this whole thing is hard to sync up and, and if Will Hill's one of your friends, then you have no chance to ever really know the outcome because he's going to text you the outcome before you get to watch it if you're watching it on, like, a, a, a cable uh, or a streaming service. Oh, yes. Because he's just going to tell you. Yeah, I get he's, the he's Will Hill those, text. He's gonna, yeah, he's, he's, oh, I can't believe that happened. 
what what happened, Will? I'm not. I'm watching it. Uh, you know, I'm I'm in my own zone. So my rule next year is I'm keeping my phone away from me during games. <laughs> yes, I get the Will Hill text. I have to stay off Twitter sometimes because I know that I'm a little bit behind. So I wait until I see something interesting to go check Twitter about it. Otherwise, I'll see it beforehand, and yeah. it just drives me nuts. And I am like, I am a loyal YouTube TV subscriber, and. I like the product, but ever since what happened with that TNT playoff game in the NBA and it crashing down in the Lakers-Golden State Warriors series, like, I'm freaking out about Sunday ticket. I, I no, hope I, that it ends up being okay. I, I think, see, I think we always take that as, oh, my God, it crashed. I, I take the opposite approach. It, it, it was a great thing that it crashed because now they'll learn what happened, yeah. and it won't happen again because a, a, a company like YouTube, which is so far technologically advanced, I love these people that give Elon Musk advice on how to run a company. Like, I mean, the guy's been on the moon. He landed on, you know, like seriously, you're going to tell him he built a rocket. You're going to tell him what to do. Well, you may disagree with him, but you're not going to tell him how he should do his job. So like this same thing with YouTube, they'll, they'll figure it out. There won't be the problem, but there is the problem that we currently have that if you're watching direct TV, and you're streaming DirecTV, which I was doing last year, and, you know, you've got the red zone on, or if you're watching it on your computer, those three things aren't always synced together, no. and that can be a real issue. It can be an issue, and it makes, from a betting perspective, live betting really, really challenging to know yeah. when what's happening when a number has popped up the way that it is. So um, it'll be interesting, this new age of technology and streaming, the way that we consume products, how it changes things for us in the future. It is time. For our pro tip, though, of the show, Michael, which we do every mm -hmm. single show here, of course, and we're going to revert it back to well, the NBA. Don't watch streaming services don't at a bar. Which you, that's your pro tip, Stormy. Yes. Don't let your father, who's supposed to be a former <laughs> athlete and respect the sports calendar, pull yeah, you into yeah. dinners at 645 when there's playoff games yeah. going, but I digress. We will talk about the NBA, though, game seven, because currently the Celtics are laying seven and a half. But the total has been driven down three points already from 206 and a half to 203 and a half. Our guy JVT came on and was really helping break down the thought process of people buying in on the under and continuing to drive that number down. He said it's going to be tough for Boston to cover such a large spread with such a low total. But if you like the Celtics ATS, it's worth betting the over and kind of the flip side to that as well. But this looks like a situation where the number is going to get driven down even lower. He said maybe as much as 201, 201 and a half. And then that could be the good opportunity to buy in on the over. I, I like that. I love his strategy of waiting because the, remember what, what JVT is really telling us as betters is the perception market is going to further fuel this number. And anytime you're in that opposite of the perception, just let the perception unfold. Let it run its course because it's not going to redirect itself. It's the narrative. You know, it's the narrative that's out there that we all know. Okay, here's the narrative. Here's what's going on. And it continues and continues on even when it's not true. So I think he's right. Let it let this thing just keep going and you'll probably get a really good number at the right time. And then I, I, I would say go over because I can't imagine mm -hmm. Boston shooting 20% from the three-point line in this game. Oh, for 17 on contested threes, the Boston Celtics were. You have to imagine a good number more are going to fall coming up on Monday night. And again, we're going to have the NBA and NHL head-to-head. -head. I have a sinking feeling that the NBA is going to get the better ratings in a game seven winner goes to the finals. But, you know, neither here nor there. The Golden Knights. Prayers up. Let's hope they get there. But that is your VEASAN Pro Tip of the Hour, available at VEASAN.com. Every single show does them. They're searchable by sport and by show. I want to wrap up the show today, though, moving back to the NFL these last three or four minutes because you brought this to my attention. It was something I didn't even see and couldn't help but get a chuckle about when you brought it up. 
that Le'Veon Bell, he went on the uh, the Steel Here podcast. Great name, by the yes. way, Steel Here. But he admitted to being petty, said it was a mistake not re-signing with the Steelers in 2017. I mean, I said it at the time. It was the dumbest thing I ever heard. And he had people defending him. I mean, the worldwide leader had people on there defending his move. It, well, and he it, was still it, standing what, by it the last handful of years. This is the first time that we've heard him say anything was, like this. I mean, it was the dumbest thing you could do. You're going to walk away from the money? It's like I, I respect what Bob said about the Arizona Cardinals and Kyler Murray wasn't going to play. I completely disagree. He would have played because nobody walks away from the money. You just have to deal with the reaction. I mean, what you're saying is you're uncomfortable dealing with the negativity narrative that comes out, right? And whereas Le'Veon Bell got applauded for it. Are you kidding me? It was the dumbest decision anybody's ever made to walk away from all that money. Yeah. And, oh, well, he made it up with the Jets conference. No, he didn't. He lost the year. He didn't He didn't make up anything. So I, I was happy to at least see that he admitted it. You knew it was going to take time because often our mistakes, as we go over them and we reflect back, we're more reticent to admit them. And I think it clearly was it was a mistake then, it was a mistake now. I'll stand by what I said. It was a mistake to redo Kyler Murray's contract. They did it two years before. They didn't do it when he was in the fifth year. They did it as he was going into his fourth year. So why would you do that? Right? You have a fourth year and then the fifth year. That's why we have contracts. Hey, you're not going to play for the fifth year option? Okay. But you know what would have happened? He would have been coming off a knee now. That fifth year option would have been right now. What leverage does he have? And you know what also would have happened? We wouldn't have to worry about what are we going to do with all this dead money. We're, we could just simply say, okay, we'll draft Caleb Williams. We'll draft, we'll draft someone else. You, you can become a free agent. And you know what else? We wouldn't have had to go through the entire saga breakdown of his contract and the video game clause that had to be put in and removed either. I mean, and the fact that that was in there, it was Hysterical. further fuel to that. That Why would you give this guy that you actually uh, – you put that in there, right? You put it in there, and then everybody got offended by it. Well, the agent agreed to it. The club saw it as something they needed to do. Meanwhile, it's okay. And then that's why I'll go back to just think about what Hopkins said. Hopkins said he wants a quarterback who's all in. They put that clause in because he was never all in. I don't care how much Hopkins praises Murray and how they had a great relationship. He wouldn't have released those that statement if he thought Murray was all in. What would Kyler Murray have to do this coming season in order for the Cardinals not to explore Caleb Williams? Uh, you know, I, th I don't think there's anything he can do because yeah. if you're honest with yourself, unless Michael Bidwell steps in and says, no, we're not doing this, he's our quarterback. To me, you say Caleb Williams will be a top five player in the league. Kyler Murray will never be in the top. Kyler Murray is going to be somewhere between 12 and 8. Then you got to make that decision. Because you don't want to improve a little bit, but when you can improve a lot, you got to take advantage of it. It always comes back to Kyler Murray, doesn't it? We talk way too much about the team that's potentially going to be the worst in the NFL. We can make money off that team, though. That's very you true. You can make money. You can make money on bad. We talked about that today, too. That's another betting tip. You can make money off bad teams. I can't wait to fade the Cardinals this year. Great stuff, as always, Michael. You're the man. And um, looking you, forward to Have a great day. You, too. Looking forward to previewing all the games coming up tomorrow. Thank you. 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.